This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins the national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials. Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown! Aaron Torres joining us from the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast and Fox Sports Media. And uh, Taurus on Hogs, for those of you who are on uh, Twitter, always covering things involving the Razorbacks. AT, happy October. What you up to? What am I up to? I mean, what am I not up to, guys? I mean, it's, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's a busy time of year uh, for, for those of us who kind of cover it on the national scale. It's certainly a very fun time of year. I don't know how much fun Hogs fans are having right now, but, uh, but hey, basketball season's right around the corner. And I'll say this, and, and I know we're going to get into the game a little bit this weekend, um, I understand the frustration of Hogs fans. Uh, I also think things line up nicely for them this weekend. And I also think we might learn by the end of this weekend that Texas A&M team that Arkansas ran into last week is maybe a little bit better than a lot of people give them credit for. Yeah, I think you're right about that. All right, all right so let's dive right into it then. And we'll touch on I don't want to. I don't want to give everybody the out about basketball in a month, but... It is a month, and we'll we'll talk about that stuff in a moment. Oh, All right, give, give me give me a thought on uh, first on on A and M and and Alabama. Uh, we've seen seasons where uh, Alabama goes into College Station, the Aggies pull off what feels like a surprising upset. Would it be that surprising this time around? Yeah, yeah. So so I mean, I think just looking at the point spread, it wouldn't be. I mean, uh, Alabama, I think, open is about a four, four and a half point favorite, and it's down to about one, one and a half, two points, depending on what sports book you use. And so I think a lot of people are, are saying that they think Texas A&M not only has a shot, but, but could win this game outright. And, and I am one of those people. I mean, listen, I understand, again, we're on the Razorbacks network. I get that. And I get that you guys have looked at things from the Razorbacks' perspective last week. The offense hasn't been good enough. The offensive line hasn't been good enough, et cetera. I also think that defensive line is evolving into one of the best ones in college football, and it, it, it stems a lot from the 2022 recruiting class that was certainly discussed quite a bit at the time. I mean, however those kids got to campus, this, I'm not accusing anyone of anything, but this is the NIL era. And, you know, you saw Walter Nolan, who was basically the number one player in America in that 2022 class, was dominant last week. Uh, some of the other guys that were part of that class were dominant last week. And so when I now transition it to this coming weekend, I mean, all you have to do is ask the greatest coach that's ever lived. And Nick Saban has basically said, this is going to be our toughest challenge of the season uh, in, uh, you know, in college station between the crowd and the team and the way that they play. And I tend to agree with them, you know, from the Alabama perspective, I think, you know, it's about, do they have a quarterback that can make enough plays with his arm? I'm not sure. And so there, I know I went in a lot of different directions there, guys, but, but that is why I do think Texas A&M is going to give Alabama fits, if, you know, let alone the possibility of winning outright on Saturday. Yeah, you know, LSU already has two losses. I know one conference loss, but this is, this is for first place in the SEC West. It's, it's, it should be uh, a pretty good one. Uh, this this Kentucky-Georgia game, I, I was really surprised how Kentucky just whooped Florida, man. They just punched him in the mouth. Do, do you think uh, they could continue that uh, against Georgia this week? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be really tough on the road. I mean, I think the, the thing that stands out is it's almost, you know, it, it, in a lot of ways it's like A&M Bama from this perspective is I think A&M has largely, just because of the way that they're built and how they play, they played Alabama really tough. I mean, they beat them two years ago, as Phil said, and then last year people forget, granted there was no Bryce Young, 
it came down to the final play of the game with Jalen Milrow at quarterback. And so to go back to the Kentucky Georgia game, um, last year the score was sixteen to six. I, I you know a few years ago I, I think it was like fourteen to three, and there's like a twenty. Like the point being that is that that Kentucky because of the way that they play plays Georgia really tough. They play in a box. They're physical. They're tough. Um, you know, I, I think they're actually better at some of the skill positions than they've been in a while. Now, I don't know if Devin Leary is good enough at quarterback. We'll see. He was very hyped coming in, but hasn't really played great. I just bring all this up to say, Matt, I, I, I think it could be competitive. I think asking someone to go on the road and win at Georgia at night is a very, very, very tough ask. But just the way that Kentucky plays, I think it's conducive to making this a, a, a fun, entertaining, low-scoring, and frankly, close game. Kentucky pulls off an upset. Are we going to see uh, another a redux of is Kentucky a football school or a basketball school again? Because it would take something like a win in Athens to to get people to really come around on the other side of this. Well, yeah, and I and I'll tell you, it's funny. You know, my producer is is an Auburn grad, and I was talking to him yesterday, and you know, we we're just talking about you know prior to the the Mel Tucker text release and stuff, it, it felt like. There just wasn't a lot of news outside of the games themselves this week. And one thing that he said to me, Phil, that, that stuck with me is he said, you know, he lives in SEC country. He eats, sleeps, and breathes and stuff like we all do. And he said, look, you know, we all respect what Kentucky has built, but, you know, we, you know, we down here, and I don't want to speak for every single person in SEC country, but he's like, look, we think it's an incredible story, but every year we get excited about what they're doing, and then they get stomped by Georgia. So, you know, if they were to beat uh, you know, if they were to beat Georgia, yeah, that'd be huge. And then, and then, oh, by the way, I mean, then it becomes a really interesting conversation about, you know, I mean, imagine if A&M and Kentucky win this weekend, you essentially have both those teams in control. Well, they would have control of their own destiny to go to Atlanta, and they would have the advantage in the loss column. Kentucky would basically have a two-game lead over Georgia. Um, you know, you talk about the wackiness of the SEC. By the way, you talk about national narratives, whether it's, you know, Kentucky and A&M uh, playing for an SEC title. Is the SEC going to be left out of the college football playoff because at that point Kentucky would essentially be the only undefeated team in the league? Missouri, I guess, technically still is too. So I'm just sitting here saying, like, if those two games happen, I think most people think that the A&M thing can happen. If Kentucky somehow pulled off the upset, forget what the conversation would be in Lexington. I mean, John Calipari could kind of just sit on easy street for a couple of weeks and not have to worry about the, the pressure that he's under this season. But then on the opposite side, it's like there start to become a lot of very interesting national conversations about the, the state of the SEC, the SEC title race and everything if Kentucky were to win. Yeah, and then watch LSU beat uh, – oh, pardon me, Mizzou beat LSU, Kentucky beat Georgia, and then the only undefeated teams left in this league are Kentucky and Missouri. And then a giant crater will open up in the southeastern United States. will sink into it. Uh, but, but Big, it could, biggest game of the SEC season, Kentucky-Missouri, just like we all predicted, which yeah, I yeah. think actually might be next weekend, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let's root for it. Yeah, I believe Okay, Arkansas uh, and and Ole Miss. You got to expect uh, a comeback to earth for Ole Miss. I mean, they had one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars in fines for actions by the fans, and a lot of that was because of the way that Ole Miss played. Obviously, but they can't they can't be that good again offensively. And Arkansas making changes on the offensive line. It feels like you know this is the time to really start to get the offense moving in the direction that you thought it might go in originally. Yeah, I think there's two things that stand out um, about what you just said, Phil, is, you know, one, um, 
one, you know, the, the changes up front, and, you know, I saw, I, I, I don't know if it was on your station or you guys, it was from your station that they quoted it, but, you know, Sam Pittman talking about, you know, having a real kind of adult conversation with the offensive line saying, we're Arkansas, like, I'm an old line coach, which is what we do. Um, and so I, I expect a better game plan, or a, a better performance, I should say. And then I think the other thing is, too, what you said is, is obviously, look, Ole Miss, it was incredible, but you got to wonder how much gas they have left in the tank, especially after a win. Like LSU, it's a lot easier to, to, to kind of come in focused on Saturday because you're coming off a loss. But Ole Miss is coming off a win. You had fans on the field, as you just said. And then the third thing is, again, it goes back to kind of a styles make fights thing. And for whatever reason, Arkansas obviously beat Ole Miss last year. Uh, we know what happened two years ago, the one-point game. But for, again, whatever reason, Arkansas, it's always a game that they seem to play well in. I know it's obviously very personal for K.J. Jefferson. So I, I expect a much better effort. Now, is it a win? Is it, you know, do you want, I guess it would be technically an upset. Is it an upset? I don't know. But I, I don't think Arkansas is as bad as they looked last Saturday. That's not excusing the performance, but I don't think they're as bad as they looked last Saturday. Aaron, uh, who's your top four right now in, in, in your playoff? Great question. I mean, I, I don't think there's an answer, right? I mean, if you're asking me, and it's funny, I, I almost talked about this on my show this week, then we had some Mel Tucker stuff, whatever. Um, I, I'll say this. I think the two best teams that I have seen, well, I, I'll take that back. I think the three best teams that I have seen are Michigan, who I know they haven't played anybody, but they're also destroying everybody. Michigan, literally the Nebraska team they played last week was, was a, the number two run defense in college football. Michigan rushed for 250 yards and averaged five yards per carry. It was unbelievable. Florida State, I know a little bit of the Florida State luster is off because of LSU's performance last week, but that second half was complete domination. They were better every single spot on the field as LSU, and then they beat Clemson, and I think they were pretty banged up in that game. And then the third team, I think it's Oregon, and I think everybody you know, wants to, to say, well, you know, the win against Colorado, what does it really mean? If you just look at the advanced numbers, and not even the advanced numbers, it makes me sound like a math nerd, but like, they're pretty good everywhere. And I think there are sometimes there are teams like, like Washington. Washington scores a ton, but do they get stops when they need to? I don't know. You know, um, whatever. I can't think of another team. You know, A&M, the, or uh, excuse me, Alabama, the defense is great, but is the offense good enough? Oregon is down. So those three are the three best that I've seen. And then after that, you know, if I had to give a fourth, I, I, you know, I think you could make a case for Washington. I would probably say Texas, though. I mean, Texas is another one. They're a complete team. I know the money in that game is coming in on Oklahoma. People think Oklahoma will keep it close. But, but Texas is really pretty good in just about everything, really good on offense, really good on defense, don't turn the ball over. They obviously have plenty of really talented players at the skill position. So that would be my four right now, always subject to change. But, uh, you know, listen to that. Michigan, Florida State, uh, who, who was it, Oregon and Texas. I didn't do this intentionally, but no SEC teams in that top four which I think is kind of an interesting conversation in and of itself. Let's switch over to college basketball here to close it yeah. up. Uh, because uh, yesterday, Musk got a big uh, commit. Isaiah Elohim is from, I don't think he's too uh, from too far from uh, from your part of the country, no? uh, Aaron. Uh, he spurns Villanova and Kansas. You get another uh, top prospect, Trey Johnson's got an official visit later this month. You already got Jalen Shelley committed to Arkansas. Um, the Hogs are a destination school for the top, for some of the top players in the country, and not just for kids that are from Arkansas or from nearby. It's all about 
building a brand and winning when it matters. And we've talked about this literally since the day that, that Coach Musk got hired, Phil, is, you know, listen, and, and it's funny, right? Because what were the conversations then? Oh, can he recruit great high school players? Well, I, I think he's proven he can do just fine. But, no, I mean, it, it's about, you know, it's about the brand at this point. And, and it's stuff that I think especially around the NBA draft that we talked a lot about is you can come to Arkansas you're trained by guys that have been in the NBA, whether it's Coach Musk, Coach Ruta had some time, Ronnie Brewer played for a decade plus, whatever. Um, you know, you have that element of it. Guys are, you're winning at Arkansas, which I think is a big deal. There's plenty of places that, that put guys in the NBA, but are you winning in the process? You're, you know, I think for the kids that have pro options, you have the opportunity to be on a college campus, enjoy all that passionate fan base, et cetera. But then most importantly, um, you know, you're getting out on the other side and going to the NBA. Anthony Black being a top 10 pick, Nick Smith being a first round pick, Jordan Walsh having a good summer league, Ricky Council having a good summer league, not to mention all the guys that have come before them. It all spe- it all is like, you know, one big umbrella that, that kind of uh, uh, captures the attention of high school recruits. It's, it's not one or the other. You have the NBA staff and background. You have a school that's going to support you like an NBA team. Um, you have a coaching staff with the experience and you're winning and you know, you're winning at the college level while still being prepared for the NBA level. It's a great sales pitch. Uh, and it is obviously resonating as you said, Phil, with not only the guys that are already committed, but with some of the guys that are coming on down the road for visits. So, uh, it's been incredible to watch. I mean, Phil, I don't want to date ourselves here, but I remember talking about, um, I can't even remember some of the names from the previous era. And I'm not talking bad about players or coaches from the previous era, but to talk about this as a national program, national recruiting, top five prospects coming in, uh, it's been surreal to watch the growth and evolution of this program over the last four or five years. Passion is something that exists in all of us. I know we got a lot of passionate Hog fans listening right now. And I know that all of you love football season. Dave Bushkill and his team over at Eastside Liquor are the exact same way. They can take care of all your tailgating and party needs. Whether it's just a few beers or alcohol in bulk. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith to check off every item on your list. Eastside Liquor, your number one stop for Arkansas football this season. Are you in need of an attorney? Hickey and Hull Law Partners is your firm. Hickey and Hull understand the importance of client communication, meeting with you, responding to emails, and returning calls. Hickey and Hull are attorneys you can trust to guide you through a divorce or a custody case, criminal charges, or even civil lawsuit. Ready to put their seven decades of experience to work for you and get the best results. Every case is important. Hickey and Hull Law Partners strive to give each client the time and attention it deserves. Visit them at KevinHickeyLaw.com. Hickey and Hull Law Partners. Things are about to get better. And now, back to the podcast. Time for some high school football talk. Nate Olson, Scorebook Live, and co-host of the High School Football Scoreboard Show. You'll be listening to that show later tonight when all the games have concluded. Nate, how are you today, and um, where are you going to be watching from? I'm great. Uh, <clears throat> right now, I'm sitting out on my back deck and doing this al fresco. It's, it is nice outside. It's nice to finally not have hot weather. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a feel in the air tonight. And the football players love that. They, I don't know a guy that would rather play. I'm not sure Matt can attest to this. Uh, much rather play in cool temperatures. Uh, you see those linemen out there with no sleeves on when it's cold. They, they'd much rather have that 
than the hot weather. And tonight I'll be at uh, Joe T. Robinson watching them play Maumelle. So in Central Arkansas, it's a pretty big game, and we'll have people at uh, Al- Pea Ridge Alma or Alma Pea Ridge and uh, Pine Bluff Mills. So some big games tonight. Um, looking forward to it, and where things are. The weather's cooling off, but the action's heating up. We get closer to the playoffs. Each week we're going to talk more about games that have playoff implications and how that's going to shake out. So uh, it, it's, it's, it's going to get each, – each week's going to get a little bit more intense. All right, then, for, uh, for the River Valley, for Northern, for Northwest Arkansas, what game would be top of list for you this weekend? Uh, the, the one that – you know, and, and it was – they played in the big game last week too, but – I think uh, a, a good one for the River Valley that includes both uh, t- you know areas is, is Fayetteville at Southside. Uh, we've talked over recent weeks about how Southside's gotten better and better. Um, Amari Tucker has run for almost 1,000 yards, 12 touchdowns. Tim Dameron, former Razorback and, and college head coach, has, has brought some uh, consistency this year, uh, continuity with his program, um, trying to get over the hump. Uh, and, and get into that, you know, mid-range of the of the 7A West. They've been close with, in some games. Fayetteville, on the other hand, is, uh, you know, they're they're uh, rolling. They're undefeated. They they won a, probably the game of the year last week against Rogers at home. Uh, they uh, Drake Lindsey passed for uh, six touchdowns in the game for the second week in a row, and uh, their 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 offense is really going. Now they gave up. You know, over 40 points in the game. I think this could be a shootout again. But the problem with Southside is they're only completing about 50% of their passes. So they're really relying on Tucker and a couple other running backs to chew up that yardage. But I do think this will be a good game. And, and Southside would love nothing more than to, to nip somebody, you know, one of these, these favorites, you know, Fayetteville or Bentonville or Rogers. You know, they've already lost to Rogers, but it was close. Um, that gives them hope, I think, in this game because they they've been competitive uh, against Rogers. So uh, a, a tough game for Fayetteville going down the hill, playing on the road after a very you know uh, intense game last week. So could could be a little bit of a trap game, but we really like Fayetteville and Casey Dick. The, the offense is is great. What we're really looking for is what's going to happen when they play a rugged defense. Bentonville will be next week. Southside could give a little bit of a test. In the playoffs, somebody from the central—that's that's what the bugaboo was last year. They were they were scoring lots of points, then ran into Conway uh, in the playoffs. So the, again, putting up a lot of points, great offense, have an opportunistic defense. They forced a fumble late in that game to preserve the win. So they they're they're doing some great things. And it's just a matter of you know is this team a state championship caliber team or not? So each week they're just trying to win football games and first win the seven A West again. You got a big one with Alma and P Ridge in the five A West. Uh, Alma four and one, P Ridge four and one. Shiloh Christian, you know, is right there with them at four and one. It's uh, kind of a top heavy five A West, and two of those teams are playing each other tonight. Yeah, I know that. I know the people at Alma that are listening are are excited because that's a that's a program that for many you know in the eighties, nineties, two thousands is a you know. A, Big time tradition rich program, and uh, they they're playing good football. They're two and zero in the five A West for the first time since eighteen, and it's kind of funny because last week you know we were telling Matt about 
uh, Jackson Daly, Adam's son, that, that was the fullback for the Hogs. Clark Moore is his, his uh, uncle. Both those guys, Matt, knows well. And, and uh, you know, from that area, from Alma and Van Buren, respectively. But Jackson, man, he, he, he ran for a school. He's a quarterback, but he ran for a school record, 320 yards, six touchdowns, 156 passing yards. Alma set the school record for 650 total yards. They did it against Farmington, which is not a pushover. So a huge win against kind of a banged-up Farmington team. But now you're in position. You're undefeated, a chance to go 3-0, and standing in the way is P. Ridge. Uh, they, they lost last week against uh, Darnell, but um, they jumped out to a 4-0 and start under Bray Cook, the former Razorback offensive lineman. He feels good about this team, thinks it's a playoff team. And uh, this would be a huge win for them tonight. I think, you know, to, to keep pace there, I, I really think, you know, they kind of need to win this one, and, and I think they can. Um, but Daly, boy, he, he is playing well. I mean, even before last week, you know, as we told Matt, you know, he's had a good year, but last week he just went off. And so that offense is clicking. Uh, will be real interesting tonight to see if P. Ridge can slow him down playing at home. But that, that's when we've circled as one of the get, good games to watch and have some good Razorback ties in this game too. What's Harrison's chance to maybe knock off Shiloh Christian? I think there's a chance. Uh, you know, they're, they're uh, kind of been a little up and down, uh, Harrison has, but, you know, Shiloh comes in this game. Bo Williams jumps out. The first two games runs for 600 yards. A really good running back. He was all over our radar to start the year, but was even better than we thought with 400 yards against Little Rock Christian. He's got a nagging injury, so he's not playing. Uh, we don't know if he'll be playing tonight. But uh, Mason or Griffin Mason is a sophomore filling in for him. He's done that admirably. They've also got Evan Baker, who's a linebacker by trade, playing quarterback because uh, their good their good uh, uh, freshman uh, has been hurt since the beginning of the year. So um, he Baker, an upperclassman, filling in, and he's done pretty well. So, but I do think that this is a tough game because Harrison is very physical. They run the football. Braden Long has over 2,500 yards uh, rushing in his career. He's already run for 774 this year and 12 touchdowns. So they're going to they're gonna really try to, to knock Shiloh around, control the ball, and make this game, you know, messy and, and dirty. And so try to make it physical. And, and Shiloh can play that way, but it, it would be a lot easier for them if Bo Williams is in the lineup. But asking a lot of Griffin Mason a lot to, to grind it out in a game like this, but I think it'll be a close game, especially if Williams doesn't play. Harrison uh, certainly has a chance to win it, and being at home, it's, it's tough to win uh, at Crooked Creek over there. And uh, so I, I think it'll be a good game, and especially if Williams is, isn't in the lineup. And, and hopefully for Shiloh fans, he does get healthy. But it's a nagging injury that's kind of slow healing. So we'll, we'll have to see if he's in there and what happens tonight. Looking at 6A West, um Little Rock Christian has just run roughshod uh, in that in that league over three consecutive weeks. Mountain Home have a chance to slow them down tonight. Mountain Home at home, you know they they got waxed pretty good by Greenwood, but they they have played pretty good at home this year. Uh, I think this is a bit of a trap game for Little Rock Christian, even though they're playing well and they're doing it without Ronnie Inoki, who is the one of the better running backs in the state. He's lost for the season. He he uh, was injured right before the PA game, which is why I picked PA very adamantly and then was very wrong. Sometimes 
that happens just a few times a season. It happens, uh, Bill. But I was very wrong on that game. Um, but, I, you know, Mountain Home's got some special things cooking there. The Coach Airy, uh, I mean, I think it's just a matter of time before they beat somebody they're not supposed to. And I'm not saying they're going to do it tonight. But, you know, a, a long drive for Little Rock Christian, I think they, you know, probably feel like this game is going to be, uh, you know, heavily favored in or pretty favored. But Mountain Home can play. Now they've got they've got uh, Katie Yates, who's a good quarterback himself, and uh, some good guys on defense, defensive end that's pretty good. So I mean, I, I think that they will they will be ready for this game. There was a lot of excitement around around their program. They've had a couple close losses. They lost at Lake Hamilton, but they're trying to stay in the playoff contention. Would be a huge notch in the belt for them to to win a game. But like I said, I feel like. They are close to beating somebody they should. I, they just they've they've been competitive. They've been to the quarterfinals. You know, each of the year that he's been there, they've won some big playoff games. Who knows what will happen tonight? But it, being at home, you never know. Speaking of teams that shouldn't lose, looking at Mansfield, they have outscored their opponents two fifty four to twenty three, going five and zero. Yeah, coming off a sixty five nothing shutout of Greenland. Does Charleston stand a chance tonight? Well, here's another stat for you. In the last three games that they've met, Charleston's won 130-14. to 14. So, Mansfield, while they have been very dominant this year, this has been a bugaboo game for them over the past couple of years. They've, they've, they've been good, but this is, this is where you take the next step in defeating the defending state champions at their place. The, the problem is that... Uh, you know, Charleston is playing at home. They're really good there. They've won the last two games. They started off 0-3. Um, this is going to be an old-fashioned, you know, as they used to say, slobber knocker. Uh, a lot of running, a lot of hitting. Reese Mareska, very good athlete for Charleston, plays both ways, receiver, DB. Uh, one of the holdovers from last year's championship club. And uh, I know, you know, Mansfield's excited to be 5-0. and This would be one of the bigger wins in their recent memory to win this tonight. Um, it's hard to bet against Charleston at home, though. And after those first three, you know, non-conference games, getting it the the ship righted a little bit, uh, you probably have to go with Charleston despite the record. But Mansfield, what those stats you just read, and 499 yards rushing and a 65 nothing win over Greenland last week—that is total domination and definitely has the attention of the Charleston defense. This is going to be a a real physical, grinded out game, and probably will get over in two hours. Is the way these guys run the ball, but should be very. I think that that's probably one of the other games of the week in River Valley, right there. If that if you're around that area, you should go check out that game. Nate, how is uh, how is Lucas doing down in Little Rock right now? Oh, he they're doing pretty well, Matt. You know they they lost uh, very you know soundly to uh, to Little Rock Christian, but then came back and. And won the next week against Mountain Home. I I think they're still they're still hopeful that that they can play for a state championship. You know they've got Greenwood coming in uh, in a couple weeks at the end of the month, and that'll be a highly anticipated game. We'll we'll talk all about that. The big thing for them is they're trying to get healthy. Jackson Cobb is a you know an above average quarterback. He he was Tell Busby is an Arkansas baseball commit. He was the quarterback. He quit in favor of baseball, but uh, Cobb's not bad. But his left hand is in a bandage or a cast because his thumb is broken. 
So that's him for him a little bit. And John Mark Charette's a really good tight end receiver, H-back type of guy who has been nursing an ankle strain for the whole season. So uh, if they can get him back and get Cobb healthy, I, I think sky's the limit for him. And PA is just such a good uh, coaching staff, not only Anthony, but the rest of that staff. They're hanging right in there. They're, they're trying right now to, you know, if something would happen with Greenwood, you know, where they could maybe move in or Little Rock Christian would lose, you know, they're, they're going to be right there, you know, you know, probably two or three. Uh, definitely would be a dangerous playoff draw anywhere you get them. I, I anticipate that they're going to, they're really going to turn it on here the next couple of weeks. And this Greenwood game will be uh, really huge uh, when they come to Central Arkansas in a couple of weeks. Nate, Ozark Bob has texted in. He calls you an innings eater because you have more information than anybody does on anything involving high school athletics. Brandon from Paris wants to know, how do you keep up with this many teams? Nate, you know more about these kids than I know about my own children. How do you keep up with this? Well, I I, I just, you know, it's my job. So I'm, I'm fortunate enough to, this is what I do for a living. Other people crunch numbers and teach school. I, I follow high school sports. And, and I tell you, I thank the good Lord every day that I have that opportunity. I, I take it seriously. Kyle Sutherland is right by my side, along with a couple other guys that we cover this, and it's a labor of love for us. And that's that's the thing. I study it. We watch tape. Kyle watches more than I do. He watches like a coach. But he fills me in, and I watch some and listen to as much stuff as I can. So it, it's it, it's really just something that, that um, you know, we, we take really seriously and have a passion for. We're just so glad to bring it to the – to the readers we get a lot of good feedback and that that makes us feel good that we're doing the right thing hey sports fans don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game pascal air plumbing and electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always an mvp4 with pascal's world-class service you can count on a winning play every time whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com pascal air plumbing and electric the Year of the Sauce continues at Buffalo Wild Wings. Introducing Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and the return of hot barbecue sauce to the Buffalo Wild Wings Sauce lineup. Try both Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and Hot Barbecue Sauce for a limited time at your local Buffalo Wild Wings. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings in Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, sauce, beer, and football. One of the texts that came in a moment ago, Matt, uh, from Eric in Fayetteville, he wanted to get in, he wanted to know can anybody tell him what Dan Enos was thinking with the email situation. I don't know if he caught up on this yesterday. Remember those emails, right? The screenshots of the emails that we'd mentioned the other day that I said I, you can't tell if this is real or not. Uh, turns out they're real, very real. That the folks from Hogbeat.com, Mason Choate, uh, one of our former interns at the station. Um, put in a Freedom of Information Act uh, request, and because the university is a public, uh, you know, public institution, um, they uh, they provided the confirmation that these these were genuine emails uh, from uh, the Razorback offensive coordinator to his student that was basically uh, emailing him <clears throat> a bunch of smack. You know, some of the stuff that comes on to the text line as well, and we answer the text line, not every text, but a lot of them. Um, we usually had, you know, football coaches don't do that. So I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure what kind of fallout comes from this, if any, uh, but it certainly is an interesting thing to come out this week. Yeah, I, I haven't read uh, the emails, but sometimes you get emotional, uh, and uh, maybe it's uh, it's good to take a sleep before uh, before you do that. Um, I don't know. I'm, all, I'm always reminded uh, about what Doug Got- Gottlieb said. He said, you know, why would I argue basketball with somebody who can't make a left-handed layup? Why, why would I argue my offense with a student that's, you know, I just, just you know, I just, I don't know. It just make it doesn't make any sense to, to worry about people like that. You know, that's, that's not, um, they're just bringing you down anyways. Well, let's, uh, let's move on uh, to, other, to other things, which also includes, I guess we'll do the Alumni Hall trivia in, the next, in a couple of segments. I'd forgotten that Ty Richardson is with us today uh, behind enemy lines uh, in Oxford. I, I'm headed towards Tupelo in a little bit. Uh, Ty is in Oxford, actually in the town of Oxford, Mississippi, and he's with us right here. What's up, Ty? Phil, what's going on? What, what radio station are you broadcasting from, man? This is KBFC KXJK in Forest City. Okay. So you're in, uh, in old stats. Brett Norsworthy stopping grounds, it That's right. Like. Yeah, I heard you had stats on uh, the morning rush today. It's the morning. He's the uh, host of the pregame for Ole Miss. And a guy who knows. He, um, stats has one of those. Uh, Venus flytrap brains, Matt, just like Nate Olson does. Mm-hmm. He can tell you anything that happened in Razorback history because he's a native Arkansan. Like, and a, like and a, beat the Schwam. Yes, he would be the <laughs> he would be the local version, the regional version of the Schwam. He yeah. and Rick and Rick Schaefer could go there mano go. a mano. Yeah, Clay's pretty good too. Clay mm-hmm. Clay has a little bit. No question. Yeah, we just had uh, we had lunch, and uh, oh, I have not seen one Razorback fan yet. I, I saw the team bus, but uh, I'm I'm sure there'll be a, a good chunk of them make their way down here, Matt. Yeah, what it, Ty? I was gonna, I was gonna see what. Are, what are you thinking? How? How? I know last week it was, it was kind of a tough pill to swallow, but uh, you know nobody's gonna feel sorry for you. You got to, you got to move on. Uh, what? What are your thoughts going into this? How do? You, how do you think this Arkansas team's gonna respond? Well, you're talking about y'all were talking about Danny Enos there. Danny Enos hadn't lost to Ole Miss ever, and I hope he keeps that streak going tomorrow night. Uh, I think this team again has retooled the offensive line, moving some guys around. Uh, I mean, if this doesn't work tomorrow, I don't know where you go from from Sam, if you're Sam Pittman. This Ole Miss team defensively is opportunistic. They're not great. They're kind of like LSU, except they force more turnovers. So you're going to be able to put some points on them. You just you've got to somehow slow down Dart, Judkins, and the rest of that offense. Because even if you score thirty something, it might take forty or fifty to win this one, boys. That's 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 the way I feel about this, you know. And I, but I also don't think Ole Miss's offense will be performing quite at the level as they were against LSU. And um, honestly, I think the Arkansas defense might be better than LSU's defense. So I, I don't know. I think I think there's regression to the mean from Ole Miss. I expect Arkansas to play better on the offensive side, and part of that ties because it's the same reason of the other flip here. It's that the the um, the Aggie defense, I think, is incredibly good. And I think you're going to find that. We, we saw that up close. That wasn't just because Arkansas is struggling um, offensively and on the offensive line. I think it's because of the Aggies' defense. Might really be that good. Certainly up front, I think they are. Well, when, when Texas A&M landed the number one recruiting class, a lot of those players were on defense. And, I mean, as, as good as some true freshmen can be like Harold Perkins, some guys don't 
see the field to their sophomores, or they don't really kind of take that next step. And Matt, I, I mean, I think about your career. I mean, you you were good as a freshman, but you really came to your own your sophomore year. I feel like, and I think that's the case for a lot of guys. Where that sophomore season, you're starting to see some of these Texas A&M defensive linemen and some other players just across the board. That I mean, you parlay that with Bobby Petrino on the offense end, you got a pretty salty football team. And I know they're still underdogs tomorrow, but not many. Not many teams are only one-and-a-half-point underdogs, even at home to Alabama, based on the way they're looking right now. Hey, let's take a couple of calls on the McClarty Daniel hotline. We've got Ty with us. We can do that with him. Miss Lisa's been holding for a little bit. Hey, Miss Lisa, how are you? Are you headed to Oxford for football? Yes, we're in Tunica right now, going to Oxford. Probably be there in about 30 minutes. But the reason I called... A good friend of mine, the former sports editor of the Jonesboro Sun, just called me. Good friend of mine, Matthew V. Roberson. Y'all may know him. I don't know. That's a kid that Danny Enos emailed. Anyway, he has the emails in hand. And he's from Pocahontas, of all places, which is about 20-minute drive from my house. And he is going to be at the walkthrough. I'm going to be at the walkthrough. Several of us are going to be at the walkthrough. And we're going to... I didn't know the kid was going to be there. But Dan Enos, Matthew Vesa, Miss Lisa, he should have been fired. And yesterday, this kid is going to sue him. Now, that's what I was told. Sue him over what? Writing. I mean, no, no, honestly, though, what, 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 what can you sue somebody because for over he an email? Is, he is harassing him. He's got his phone number. He's texting him. He's calling and hanging up. He is according to what I've heard. Now, I, I don't know. So let me get this straight. No, let me get when this straight get real quick. The, this is, you're, you're saying that the coach is harassing the kid or vice versa? The kid Mason said the coach, Dan Enos, not Coach Pittman now, Dan Enos was harassing him, and his parents have had enough of it, and this is what's going on right down the road for me, and I didn't know anything about it. Joe Matthew V called me because he knows, you know, we live at Lottie's semester, Lisa, what are y'all hearing all out in there? Because then you got you got Walnut Ridge and you got Pocahontas. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, the kid's from Pocahontas, and he's going to be at the walkthrough. And this I is, said, well, I'll is, take this a... Is, this is madness. I'm sorry. <clears throat> this is absolute madness. Um, this the last time we had a uh, we had we had stuff involving Freedom of Information Acts uh, and and Arkansas coaches did not go very well. And and it can't be this. It, it's not even independent of what's going on with the wins and the losses. If the FOI Act is involved with football at all, nothing good is going to come out of it here. I don't know what to believe out of this stuff. Honestly, I really don't. Miss Lisa, I love you so much. I hope you have a safe trip to Oxford, win whatever you can in Tunica, and we'll revisit again uh, next week. Jackie and Cross, it's up next. Hi, Jackie. Talk to us. Hey, What's buddy. going on? 
I ain't got no breaking news like that, but I... I don't I know if that's breaking pounds. news. That's part of it. I, at this point, I don't know what to believe. I know what I don't want to believe, but I also know what I don't want to hear right now. I hear you. I got a comment for Ty. That's his name, man, on the morning rush. That's Ty. He's here, too. What's up, man? Yeah. I listen to it a lot, and I love to listen to it. But I am at... I believe that Chuck and Tommy Kraft harassing you on that. They never agree with anything you say. <laughs> is it just me or is that the way it is? Well. Did you really have to go down that path, Jackie? Uh, I appreciate the questions. <laughs> um, Jackie, think back to when you were in your 20s and whatever line of work you were in and whoever your boss was or your superiors were, they uh, probably dogged you like they'll never get out. Mine's just on a public forum. That's the best way I can frame it. Um, every guy, if they're worth their salt, is able to go through quote-unquote hazing per se, not the Northwestern hazing, but just for fun. And uh, mine is just a lot more out there in the open than a lot of other people's experience. I'll say that, Jackie. Can I make one more comment? Please do. I am really, really stressed out. It ain't the Razorbacks. I, I, just, I don't think they're going to score enough points to win. But I am a huge, diehard Braves fan, and I'm worried about that series. I'd be stressed, too, if I were you, Jackie, involving that series. Absolutely. Phillies feel like they're the hotter team right now, and they're the more complete team with the Braves pitching uh, problems. That's that's what worries me is the Braves pitching. Strider, he he strikes a lot of people out, but he gives up a lot of hard-hit balls, and the Phillies hit. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting well, needs. There's a team Get out the there that can overcome odds, pitching lines, issues because and of their lineup. reports for baseball, <laughs> boxing, golf, Atlanta Braves, and more. Exactly. So it's going to be a fun series, that's for sure. And easiest yeah, way you know to place your wages, is. including live Tell betting, me. and I'm, your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V for your fifty percent welcome bonus. The distance, on your first like every, deposit. like every series Bet online, does. Where the game starts. Boy, you stepped in in a really fun segment. That was good timing. Congratulations. <laughs> Sorry if I. Uh... <laughs> you didn't do a thing. You didn't do a thing. That was uh, that was quite entertaining. Appreciate uh, y'all having me as always, guys. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa has everything you want for your next getaway. With the luxury and hospitality of a grand old southern hotel, the accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit our thermal water bathhouse for mineral water baths and massages or enjoy one of our many dining options, like our Friday night seafood buffet, primetime in a fountain room every Saturday night, or our award-winning Sunday brunch. Located in downtown Hot Springs, the Arlington is steps away from shopping, entertainment, bathhouse row, and the hiking and biking trails of the National Park. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more info. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Neil Atkinson's with us from Bet Sarazen. It's Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. You got all the football in the world going on now since we got six days a week of football. 
So you want to have BetSarazin on your Apple iPhone or your Google Android phone. You can always go to any web browser, BetSarazin.com. you got to be inside the state of Arkansas to use BetSarazin. Hey, Neil, not even in Arkansas right now. Neil is in Las Vegas, Nevada. What's going on out there, Neil? Hey, uh, got out here a little bit early for the weekend on Monday um, and, and a little bit on Sunday. The big global gaming expo. Uh, starts here in Vegas uh, at the Venetian uh, Conference Center. And this is basically a little bit bigger than a football field uh, trade show floor that has all of the greatest and newest in gaming technology, whether it's a slot machine, whether it's a new piece of furniture like a slot chair. And then, of course, the huge growth in our industry is all of the online and uh, technology uh, such as using a sports book on your phone. So uh, a lot goes on with that to make all of that happen. And in order to keep Barrett Saracen, uh, the best sporting app in the state of Arkansas, and uh, it having features that no one in the world has, such as BetSwap, uh, that's why we're out here attending this show, to make sure that we are on the forefront of this technology so we can continue to deliver the best uh, to our players uh, and the people of Arkansas deserve that and their sports betting platform, and, and, and that's what we're doing. Hey, uh, Neil, I, I know the NFL plays a couple games in London each year. They got a London game uh, kicking off in Sunday. Does that change uh, anything? Do, does, how, how does it when the, when the NFL plays over there in London? Um, it just it, it Basically, it just the biggest thing to do is just to let your players know, because a lot of people uh, are so used to games kicking off at our time at, at noon, and when you got one that kicks off at 8.30 in the morning, Kind of throws people off a little bit, and uh, it, it, it's funny. You see, uh, you won't see that that game bet as much because it's not bet. But people will wake up and realize that game is in play, and you'll see a little bit of spike of the in play betting on those games. So that's very, very interesting uh, to see that. Um, it, it's just different when when you have a game start at eight thirty in the morning on Sunday. Usually, that's when we kind of pick off a few of the soccer players, uh, uh, picking up a little extra bets from them as they're making their uh, NFL bets. But now we've got NFL starting at 8.30 in the morning, so your day's full of football on Sundays. Well, the week is almost full of football now, and it's not too far away. I think action starts next week. I think you get like two, three-night college football, too. So, I mean, that's that's the sports better's dream, Neil. I mean, the one day a week, the one day this last week you didn't have football, you could actually put money on to be Tuesday. What did everybody do that day? Uh, they bet baseball that day because that was the start of the of the uh, wild card game. So uh, yeah, that's that's what they did. And and, and um, you know, I was just looking. You know, usually on a Saturday we have about a hundred over a hundred different college football games uh, that you can bet on any given Saturday. This Saturday it was in the nineties. I'm like, what's going on here? And then I just remembered it dawned on me. We've got more games during the week, and I think. I think last year we went almost 70 days where there was football each day whenever the, you know, the Mac Wednesday started and all of that. So, yeah, it's not a bad time of year that you can turn on the, on the football just about any given night and find a live football game, whether you bet it or not. Because, I mean, college football is king here, here in the South and especially here in Arkansas. Tell me about, um, you said Bet Sarazen, or, is, is the only app that does bet swap? Is this, is this unique to Bet Sarazen? It absolutely is, and and I've talked about it a little bit, but it is still in the beta right now. It is only on the website, but I'm open here at, uh, to log in. And, well, actually, not in 
I, you had to log in your account um, uh, for BetSwap. You do have to be in the state of Arkansas uh, because of the Wire Act. So I can't look at it right now while I'm in Vegas. But it's really, really neat to see the different type of bets that are placed on there. And, and we're doing some different little tweaking, like um, some of the expired bets or bets that we're approaching uh, uh, that should be cut off. We're staying on the site a little bit, and we don't want anybody purchasing a bet that's past posted uh, or, or an event that's already done. Some of those are being listed. Now, it won't let you buy them once that event's gone off. So that's one little tweak I've got to do. And the other is is how we list those bets. And uh, we figured we need a little bit of a way to list those bets to where the best value for the customer shows first um, and, and the pricing of the bets that people are listing. But what you're seeing on there is mostly future bets are, list, are listed. But right now with it only being on the web, and that's right at 2% of our transactions, we don't see a lot on there. But I've seen the interface for the web that should be out in the next couple of weeks. And that's when we expect it to really, really take off. And uh, we're, we're really, really happy with the activity that we've seen on it uh, so far with just the limited availability. You've got to be like a kid in a candy store at this convention, man. I mean, it's like I haven't been to a, oh. a, a, a an industry convention in a long time, but when I used to go to the winter meetings, the baseball winter meetings, when you knew you were going to go inside the trade show, you'd be like, well, i gotta, I got to block off like three hours for this. And that was a much smaller deal than I think what you're about to walk into. Oh. It's, uh, have you got a lot of toys that you get to uh, play with and then decide whether or not maybe it works for Bet Sarazen? Is that what this is about? Yeah, that, that's a lot. What of it is just for Bet Saracen and for Saracen Casino Resort because you know we're 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 in the middle of of getting that hotel um, vertical. Uh, if, you, if you go out to the uh, the property, you see a lot of work doing on the site, and uh, you know the the the, the event center where we're going to have all of our concert and events and things of that nature. We just put the first floor on that uh, 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 last week, so uh, there is activity out there. And with that comes a lot of things that we have to buy to make that thing exactly right. So uh, it, this is a pretty big show for us. And and it's hard to say this. It's almost overwhelming. And for somebody like me that's in a high-paced action casino environment day in and day out, to say a, a trade show could be a little bit overwhelming, it, it, it almost is. And there's a lot of people in there. And um, with the uh, rapid expansion of gaming, uh, with sports betting being the catalyst and, and, and several states coming on with iGaming, there is a huge contention from Canada here because they recently expanded their gaming. And uh, it's just it's just a huge part of, uh, of, of what we do nowadays. Is, 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 and, and in order to be successful at it, you've got to have the best of technology because it's changing so fast. You can't ever be uh, just static and, and, and not add to your site. Or you're going to lose your customers because... You know, the American betting public, uh, and, and especially there in Arkansas, is pretty demanding. They know what they want. You better be able to give it to them. Neil, world-renowned uh, restaurants in Vegas, a lot of great food. Where, where have you gotten to eat? What have you got to do since you've been there for fun? Well, but I, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, we got there. We got here. I got here uh, late yesterday afternoon, and um, we were going around and doing a little bit of the sightseeing, had a few little errands to do when we got here. Um, being here for nine days, you know, just kind of getting the hotel stop. The first place I went to when I got in Vegas was an In-N-Out burger. Now, <laughs> nice. I don't want to get in. I, I, I do not want to get in the In-N-Out, Whataburger uh, a debate. Uh, all I know is I was in Vegas. I didn't see a Whataburger. I saw an In-N-Out. And um, 
went straight to it, and uh, that was dinner last night. Uh, we got a few nice dinners, like cut by Wolfgang Puck. I mean, the, the restaurants here, if you leave Vegas hungry, you have done something incredibly wrong. And, um, you know, buffets are becoming, uh, casino buffets are becoming harder and harder to find, especially since after COVID. And uh, one of the places that we are going to hit for sure is that big, huge seafood buffet at Caesars Palace, uh, which is kind of across the street from the Venetian. And uh, that, that's one of the things that I am looking forward to. And then there's one off-strip uh, 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 Asian restaurant, Chinese restaurant, where I have to go with a friend because the restaurant menu is in Mandarin, and there are no pictures on the menu. And if you don't know what you're ordering, you, something weird may come out. But it was the best uh, 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 Chinese food that I ever had, authentic, right here in Chinatown here in, um, uh, I guess, what they would call Chinatown uh, here in Vegas. So. Uh, those are some little local places that are gems that you can find to explore. Uh, and maybe they're not so hard on the pocketbook, too, like, like some of these fancy restaurants are. I might, have been, I might have been at that Chinese restaurant. I've only been to Vegas once. I ate at a restaurant exactly like that. We were the only non-Chinese people there. And it was not yep. the sort of, it was, uh, well, it, Kung Pao was not on the menu. Let's put it in those terms. No, it was not. You, there was no general so chicken. There was no sweet and sour chicken on there. As a matter of fact, your sinuses were pretty clear when she came out of there. Uh, where we ate, and it was it was the best meal that I've ever had, uh, uh, Chinese meal that I've ever had here in the United yeah, States. Yeah, might might have, might have been shark fin rolled up there. They didn't say that's what it was, yeah. but it, it might have been what it was. Um, Neil is going to see. Do you have tickets? Is it tickets to you two at the Sphere? Did I see that right? Well, I'm going to the Sphere tonight, but I'm going to the movie that was made for the Sphere. Okay, uh, about the planet. Yeah, the, uh, I think it was postcards from Earth. You two was last night and they're tomorrow night, and I kind of waited to the last minute, not that I would ever procrastinate on anything, and it was very, really, real really difficult for me to get YouTube tickets because, you know, this thing just opened up last week, but my hotel room looks out over to the Sphere, and it is absolutely amazing. I've shared a few pictures of it on my personal social media accounts. It's just like last night when I was up about 1 o'clock in the morning, the sphere was the moon, and it was very, very accurate, and it was spinning slow, and you could see the shadow of the earth across of it, and it was, it was eerie. It was, it was like a, a, a sci-fi effect, but you're standing there looking at it in the open air, and you're like amazed, and this is the outside of the thing. I cannot wait to see inside because the speakers, the entire field of view is encompassed, and uh, I'm probably going to take a Dramamine before I go because it's supposed <laughs> to be quite the experience in there. And it better be because I've never spent that much money to go pay and watch a movie. And I'm almost afraid to see how much the popcorn is going to be tonight. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Check out the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast at HitThatLine.com. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.